Who put New Year in January? No, that's so ridiculous. Only because we need it. <laughs> it's like, the middle need, of nothing. It's the middle of winter and death. But New we year. Need, we need something, right? Because otherwise, we'd all like be depressed by February. Yeah, well, <laughs> we need a party. No, I, I, don't, I don't think having New Year has anything to do with how <laughs> deterring that. But yeah, yeah. But then you'd have to move January, Joe, because it's the first month. Right. That's fine. To me, yeah. January is in September. Yeah, and to me, it's in April. <laughs> I, you played that really cool. What do you yeah. mean, cooling? Because it's not clear whether you knew I was screwing with you. Screwing with me how? Uh, yeah, forget it. September, the ninth month. Not, but not yeah, but it right? doesn't matter. It's the same thing as the alphabet. It does. There's no order. What yeah. do you mean? Oh. It's just when you want it's it. It's just I, the I, order you impose. That, but that doesn't mean there's no order. Yes, it does. It means there's the order. It means you there's impose. no necessary order. There's Any month no, could be the first of the there's year. There's no necessary order other than the order we impose. Right. But we impose it because it's a necessity to have one. So to it's have quite necessary. To have an order. Correct. Although with the alphabet, it's not. How most people learn it? That's, true. That's right. It has a pedagogical value. Yeah. yeah. Apropos Ooh. of today's show, but very appropriate. It has a pedagogical value, but it has no I other know. value, right? But it's interesting that a lot of alphabets start with A. Yeah. Like a lot of. Pedago- like we we teach alphabets like in Farsi, Arabic, Spanish, English. The only ones I know. The first letter is A. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be that way, right? No. Although the first month, the January in the Iranian calendar is not January. It's April. That's so, the beginning of the calendar. Yeah, it's a lunar calendar. Oh, yes. So are the months all messed up? Well. Yes. Your months are messed up. Just, <laughs> I'm, assuming a I'm assuming a baseline. I'm assuming a baseline. I'm 47. It I can't starts, handle the insight that my months are all messed up. <laughs> that a, will not work. Yeah, it starts March 21st is when their calendar year starts, which is the first day of spring. Right. So they go by the season. So all the months are like 28 days yeah. or something? In fact, the years are all wrong, too. Uh, no, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, every, it's March, every March 21st, so it's 365 days. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, the year's now 1353 in, wow. or 58, I don't know, something like that. Wow. So that's, yeah. that's, what, is, what is year one? What makes it year one? Um, I don't know. Well, it's not Christ's birth. <laughs> I was, I was assuming that. <laughs> I don't know. I should know. Maybe Muhammad. It's always possible to leave new evidence. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I should know that. I, I, um, well, don't worry, we'll kings, cut this out. It's either some king, I know, there's like, <laughs> we'll insert, yeah, there's a way, there's we'll a way to find something to, to make everybody yeah. sound smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there an algorithm for that? Edit that in. It's late. Like we should say. We should just we should flag it's that it's late. It's late. It is. This is... This is uh, it's like, what, two all, in the morning? We all have beverages. <laughs> two of us have argument. beverages that are making us dumber by the second. Yeah. <laughs> this is oral argument after dark. Oh. <laughs> We've done this once. I didn't say oral argument sexy time. I said oral argument after dark. My goodness. Oh, oh it's already off the rails. Oh. It's already off the rails. That's what are we going to um, talk about? I don't know. <laughs> the listeners are already hitting... They've already hit the 15-minute skip button, so they're already at minute 15. We can talk about whatever we want for the next 10 minutes, I guess, <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> not, so those listeners aren't going to hear. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, so there's something... Ob- there are two obvious things in the news. There's the death of Robin Williams, and whole, I actually had a, a, a listener mention that... We should talk about depression and these issues and 
maybe in our own profession. That's I don't want to do that this week, obviously. Well, I don't we, feel qualified to do that. Yeah, I mean, me it would neither. be important. Yeah, we, it would be important right. to have a guest who was qualified to Absolutely. talk about those things because they're very serious mental right. health issues. So I'm just yeah. going to completely bracket this issue. It's yeah. been yeah. a sad week, and then all the stuff going on in Ferguson, Missouri. You know, I've tweeted about it, and like a lot of people, and which is you know basically doing nothing. But you mm-hmm. know, still, it, right. it, it's it's a very mm-hmm. you know this week has kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, and this is to say nothing. And last week kind of sucked. I mean, there was like ISIS and right. there was um, Israel Palestine, I mean, the Gaza stuff. Right. Like yep. the Ukraine. I mean, it was just like the world has like And this religious minority population yeah. trapped on Mount well, Sinjar and right. uh, the Kurdish region in Iraq. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I- ISIS or ISIL, the, the, you know, they're, right. they're sort of screwing things up all over the place. Mm-hmm. But, the, but that specific instance. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been these last few weeks have been... Yeah. Really awful, awful, terrible in that awful. respect. And yeah. E- yeah, Ebola. We mentioned Ebola. That? Yeah, good lord. Yes. Yeah, awful. although the two. The, well, okay. So I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> 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 These are all things we're not really on the list of things. To on the list of things I'm not qualified to talk about. Probably Ebola and epidemiology is right up yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> right up there with them. Um, right up there with all the things I normally talk about. Probably, yeah. but you know, who cares? <laughs> so we're gonna. We're talking about happier things. Yay. Like back to school. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, kids, come get your oral, your oral argument this week. You know, back yeah. to, it's a back to school episode. Well, Yay. Look, it is, but, but it is happier than deadly bodily fluids. I mean. Totally. That's objectively true. It yeah. is a happier topic. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. At school, they don't melt your guts out. Yeah. Oh, right. See, that's. Ebola does. It's late. That's not nice. What? Yeah, there are people who have it. They're not watching or listening. Not anymore. <laughs> what? I, all right, I mean, give I'm it just, a minute. I'm moving. No, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Oh, Sorry, man. not. It's not nice. You know, not not nice to laugh. Idiot. Did I ask you if you wanted a drink when you came? I did, didn't I? That was you my. Did. This is all and your my mistake fault. Mistake was to listen to me when I said yes. This is all my fault. So we are. So okay. Sorry, listeners. My my apologies for the first eight minutes. Uh, but now we're going to talk about back to school. Yay. And um, so for the first time ever, we're having Marissa Baradaran back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Together right? again for the first time. Yeah. And she, you are our first ever second repeat no guest. No way. Oh, my gosh. You, I'm so honored right now. I know. It's like the biggest privilege of my We've life. We've never had a second repeat guest before ever. Oh, no. I, thank and you, you are that I, person. I, I, this is awesome. Thank so you. I Don't thought, spend it all in one place. Look, I thought we could talk about some, you know, and it may be a little bit trite, but I think there's some use in just kind of talking about what it's like for a law prof, Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically most of what we know about, uh, to approach the beginning of the school year. And Mm -hmm. especially, you know, you wrote a piece uh, last Mm -hmm. year that I'm going to talk about a little bit for Prof's blog, which we're linking up in the in the show notes about especially what it's like to teach for the first time Mm -hmm. as a young woman Mm -hmm. and maybe especially as a young woman of color. Right. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. uh, the comments thread for that was just Mm -hmm. remarkable. and then just thread on her post. On her post, yeah. yeah. And and the uh but but also, you know, there's another piece on Prof's blog uh this year which has I think um uh, uh who was it who posted? It's actually from twenty eleven, I think. Larissa but it was, Litsky. They yeah, yeah, Larissa Litsky, that's right. Yeah. And I've got that linked up as well and I was just going over I took some notes on it and uh There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. She's got yeah. like nineteen yeah. You know, top 10 things, mm-hmm. but then she says 19, and, mm-hmm. um, and, and they're interesting. I, mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys think of them. And not just for new law professors. I think they're yeah. interesting things to think about at any time, and there's I agreed with a lot of it. I disagreed with a lot of it. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Good to, it's good to think about, good to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of these things where you, 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 if you think for a minute on 
what you want to do in the new year and how you want to present your, you know, present your subject, present yourself. Some of these are going to be like very pragmatic things that you think about, but they are all kind of constitutive of what it means to, to teach the law. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what is the best way to do this? I yeah. mean, and um, like with everything else we talked about on the show, just about like, you know, sometimes you can get a little bit more, more abstract with it, but that's, it's only useful to get more abstract if it actually helps something. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we want to do uh, as teachers, right? We want to teach the stuff yeah. that we want to teach well yeah, and help people yeah. understand it and challenge people to be hungry for learning it on their own more. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge problem. How do you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the answer, I, of course, you go to a four year law professor academy after law school where you learn the state of the art the state of the art in teaching technology and uh in uh pedagogy you do all kinds of practice classes you serve as a as an understudy to a professor for what does this was this not your experience yeah i did that (laughs) that. (laughs) it's shocking that you didn't yeah so no we don't do any of that you know you you um it's not totally unlike especially these days some other um disciplines where um, I, I guess, you know, you would have done a PhD program and then maybe postdoc mm-hmm. or maybe not, maybe straight from PhD, especially to a teaching mm-hmm. institution mm-hmm. or something like that. But a lot of people will do postdocs these days in um, a lot of graduate fields. Mm-hmm. And usually that's research focused. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's teaching and then and then you'll just teach. And um, we, well, I we, think often there is teaching involved in mm-hmm. PhD work. Yeah, no, no, I, I certainly did. And, and, in, right. uh, yeah, and at the postdoctoral level, I think there are yeah. teaching responsibilities. No, I served mm-hmm. as a TA. I taught my own class. Mm-hmm. So I, I did have that experience. But um, there wasn't a lot of instruction even there as to how True. best to do it. And mm-hmm. I was in you know, mathematics and there wasn't, mm-hmm. um, there were people in our department who specialized in mathematics education, but there wasn't a lot of communication. Right. At least mm-hmm. that I remember. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we certainly don't have that in law, but maybe we have something which is kind of similar with these new uh, visiting mm-hmm. professor programs, which are increasingly common before people mm-hmm. uh, enter, the, uh, enter the teaching profession. Okay. So for people who aren't you're you're sneering, but for, I'm for not people, sneering. I'm 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 thinking hard about what you're saying. So for our uh, our listeners who aren't in the law and listen to the show because they kind of like hearing like about the law, even though they do something else, I think this will still be interesting, right? Because it's about like how to learn stuff more generally, right? And how we go about Ooh, thinking about teach teaching it. it. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's the same, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. how we think about teaching it depends on how we think people might best learn it, right? To a degree, mm-hmm. I think that's true. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, me, me. By which I only mean to say that we're, as you've been pointing out, we don't have our our training isn't in how people learn something. Right. That's not our training. Mm-hmm. Our training is in the topic itself. Right. So we don't. We're not trained in how people learn law. We're trained in law. Mm-hmm. So you're right. We're making. I guess what I would say is we make assumptions about how people learn. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we teach accordingly mm-hmm. based on what those assumptions are. And those assumptions come from introspection about how we learned remembering how our friends learned talking to other people who do it for a living to see what they say about how mm-hmm. people seem to learn mm-hmm. and then you sort of muddle through and yeah you know what have you i think yeah, a, go ahead. Yeah. i think a lot of um teaching i mean there there's certainly a methodology and a science maybe to how you know let's say children learn or special needs or you know things like that but Honestly, I mean, we have adults in our classes and um, the content is, you know, quite sort of sophisticated. And so I don't, I don't know what sort of like law teaching school would accomplish. Like I, I think, I mean, I approach teaching as, um, you know, like 
sort of a human exchange here, right? I mean, the, the way the way we teach, right? I mean, I don't I don't know what I in a pre K classroom. I mean, I look at my kids' teachers and I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> like that. I don't know what you're doing, but in my classroom, it's you know, you're you you have this knowledge, or you you know, you're at least you know uh, a, a little bit more knowledge than they do, and you're trying to communicate it to them so so that they. Um, you're sort of in this dialogue with with your students, and so I don't um, I don't know. I mean, I don't see it as this um, scientific pedagogy that if you sort of studied, you would be better at. But there are um, mistakes and pitfalls, and there there are ways to control classroom that, in my experience, you sort of just like learn from experience. I don't know. I don't know anyone who just sort of came in and just got it somehow right um but you develop this um maybe through trial and error whatever a a way to most effectively and i think it's not so much teaching the material but gaining their trust um and their respect um to be sort of someone who they will listen to right and and because we're bringing them into a a culture and i think that that is Mm -hmm. profoundly about trust Mm -hmm. and they're trusting us to be good guides right in introducing them to this foreign land right. that they're not accustomed to. Right. So, well, uh, to teach them, that's, that is, I think, you know, maybe the crux of the difficulty is that if it were the case that we were, as we've talked about on the show before, what teaching them what maybe a lot of people expect you would learn in law school, mm-hmm. the list of things, yeah. right? If we were teaching them the list and we knew the list mm-hmm. and we were transmitting to them the list, I don't, a lot of these things would just go away Mm -hmm. and they would complain about the kinds of things that, Mm -hmm. you know, people sometimes complain about math profs over, you know, when I was in math, right? They're like, I can't understand your accent or I can't understand what you're doing or you pick the wrong problems to illustrate the thing. I mean, you know, even that is not totally Mm -hmm. mechanical. It's not a total list, but, uh, but a lot of what we're doing is teaching you a way of doing things. And there are multiple conclusions on almost any issue, which are potentially correct. Uh, and so that is, it's not just modeling. There's something more to it, right? It's because it's mm-hmm. people do, students do expect you to have a knowledge base about mm-hmm. the yes. subject. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the nature of that knowledge that you have to be an effective teacher is, is I think, um, knowledge about, again, uh, referring back to earlier episodes, kind of arguments which are in bounds and mm-hmm. out of bounds and mm-hmm. effective ways to deploy those arguments. And then moreover, it, you know, maybe larger than that, the general idea about how to put arguments together in right. law. Right. You know, how do we talk in law? And that's mm-hmm. most, in the, especially in the first year, like mm-hmm. yeah. what's the nature of this new kind of mm-hmm. talk? Mm-hmm. And now, for that, you, maybe that takes a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. Oh, a, I think it does. I mean, because it, it, so you, you guys both, you both currently teach in the first year, right? Yeah. Like you teach contracts, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and you taught. Uh, I taught property, of- and now I teach legislation and regulation. I still teach yeah. property, but now it's in the second year. Right? Yeah. Um, I I have taught in the one L year before. Mm-hmm. I don't now, mm-hmm. uh, and haven't for a few years, mm-hmm. but I have before um, uh, a few different things, and uh, and I think that for the one Ls in particular, this issue of trust is more significant that's true because they're experiencing a kind of culture shock Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially first semester first Mm -hmm. year yeah uh i think they're just thank you darcy Mm -hmm. i think that happens every episode Uh, i think Mm -hmm. they're 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 sort of experiencing a level of freak out and anxiety that um that requires them to look to us Mm -hmm. for a bunch of things that that aren't as directly related Mm -hmm. to 
the things they're learning, but simply to understand that we're there, like we're on their side mm-hmm. fundamentally at some basic level and that they can trust us, therefore, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to help them with these challenging things mm-hmm. so that when we're challenging them, they don't feel like this person is challenging me to make me fail. Right. But instead, this person is challenging me to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and that yeah. knowing that that fe- feeling confident that this person who's challenging you ha- has your best interest at, at heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, that's a very tricky thing to do. And I don't feel it, like anyone taught it, me that. Yeah. To the degree that I'm able to do it, I think it's something that, um, you know, if I felt like I couldn't do that, I probably wouldn't be in this. I wouldn't be a teacher. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I also think that this is something that we all do very differently. I don't think I, I could t- teach you or model for you how to gain their trust because I, I mean, I, I came into this thinking, and this is sort of what I alluded to in my post. My, my first couple of years, I was very naive. I'm just going to come in. We're all in this together. I'm going to introduce myself. We're all, you know, it's going to be a democratic classroom. No sort of, you know, authoritarian figure. No, um, you know, less rules, less structure. We're just going to talk and we're going to get it together, you know. And I quickly understood that I, I don't know if it's as a woman or I don't know if it was I lack gravitas or height or age or whatever it is that I lacked. You don't like gravitas. I, I don't know what it, maybe it's, maybe it's who I was or maybe at the time I, I couldn't quite get it, but they didn't trust me. And it wasn't because I didn't know it or because they didn't like me. They liked me a whole lot. That was apparent in the reviews. They just didn't trust me. Um, And and I couldn't teach. Um, And so then then I had to step back from this and say, okay, what I'm doing, like me as my personality walking in isn't working. I need to come up with some sort of, um, you know, kind of play the part just a little bit in the beginning. Um, until they trust me and then sort of ease into who I am. Um, so this is why when I walk into the classroom and maybe one day I can not do this, but I don't do the whole high. So I have, I'm their first class on Tuesday, right? Mm. One else walk into this building, you know, 930 in the morning, Tuesday, they, they walk into my class, right? I come in, I, I'm not going to come in and stand in front of the class and say, Hey, you know, welcome. I'm Professor Baradaran. We're going to have a great year. I can't do that, right? Yeah. Automatically, I've lost them. I, for really? Some, in Even my, something that simple? I think in my mind, that's how it's worked. And so... Because it happened to you the first year. Because it's happened a couple times, yeah. right? Yeah. So I walk in, I start calling on people with a smile, not mean. I'm not going to shame you in here. I'm, no one's going to feel bad, but we mean business, right? We're here to learn. I call on people. We get right into the material. Um and and this is sort of what they're expecting, right? This is what they're nervous for, but we get into it. And then I do the introductions later after they're sort of um, comfortable with the material. For me, that sort of, I don't know if it's like a power move or a, some people have called it that, um, mm-hmm. or it's just a way for me to not um, do that nervous, you know, first five yeah, minutes I mean, that sets me off. We'll I get don't into know. the authoritarian thing in a minute because I think it's interesting, but... But just as a dramatic thing, I, I like the idea of the cold open. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... Do you have other suggestions? I don't know how to do it. What well, you, you know, want? why would you do throat clearing stuff at the beginning? They know who you are. Right. Right? They know who you are. So just start talking. I mean, I, I maybe I introduce... I, I, half the time I probably introduce myself. Half the time I probably What do you do? Talking. How do you start a class? I don't even know. I show up. 
But um, uh, I want to get to the, yeah, the yeah. reasons why I'm comfortable doing that, and and yeah. and whether it's a fa- you know it's arguable as to you know yeah. no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, is is there a better way of doing things than I do them? Well, I'm, I know the answer to that is yes, but you know, uh, is would it be cle- is there a clear way? To, I, I, don't I don't know. Like we don't know how to measure a lot of these things, yeah. except when classes go off the rails. That's yeah. usually in my experience talking with law profs. You know, there's advice that people bandy about, and usually the advice comes from having had a class completely go off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one which is kind of easy to detect, because yeah. I think the evaluations are typically almost always very good, mm-hmm. unless they're terrible. Right. You know? And can you tell? When can you tell your classes? I feel like within the first three weeks, I knew. And I've only had two classes that I know of go off the rails, and I knew right away. Mm. And so that's why my, the first three weeks are like my like game face, like Coach Taylor, you come in, <laughs> you don't make you don't make a single mistake those first three weeks because yeah. then I feel like the the tone has been set, and then and then you know it, it, the culture has it, it goes in a direction like they develop a narr- narrative about who you are and what this class is about, and then the narrative sticks. Yeah. Either way, I think those first two or three weeks. Some narrative is going to be written. And, well, let's, I didn't intend yeah. to get into this too er, this early, but yeah. I, why not? You know, in terms of classes that go off the rails, I I've had one class that mm-hmm. was that just hated me, um, <laughs> and I've been lucky with other classes, yeah. right? And, and I'm a believer after that, even though um, in in um, the Litsky post that you know she cautions against being you know attributing a certain class psychology. Yeah. Um, but there is a group yeah, dynamic. Cause, cause they sure, are, they're individuals, but there is a group dynamic. But there is a group sure. dynamic, yeah, and, and absolutely, the, especially among first-year law students, uh-huh. where they stick in the same classes. Mm-hmm. If if you're at a school where they all stick together, and depending right. on the degree to which they're mixed around, this uh-huh. may change. Yep. Um, but they they like some of their numbers, and they dislike others of their numbers, mm-hmm. and that's right. not always apparent to you as a professor. Yeah. Sometimes you can pick it out, and yeah. sometimes you you can't. But my my theory early on was that. Depending on how stressful they perceived the first year to be uh-huh. and how whether they had any control. Mm. And uh, we recently changed our curriculum here in a way that I thought was positive. I think there are other things you could do and the people agree and disagree about mm-hmm. the way the curriculum ought to look. But I'm a big believer in at least delivering some amount of control to students. I think it's important yeah. to, for them to feel like they have some agency in shaping their education, sure. even in the first year, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I also believe in a great books approach in that, you right. know, that there is a certain body of knowledge, which is mm-hmm. all, all law students should know. Yeah. Uh, and those two things are in some amount of tension. Um, <clears throat> but I think that that sense of, uh, and this, you know, this class happened to be at a time when we had this, um, when there were no electives. And so there was no real agency. And I really think that classes, maybe I'm wrong about this, but they they almost need some place to focus their rage. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and they're all you know, and and in the years before, you know, I'd always it had always been someone else, like usually a visiting professor, right? And as we'll get into, you know, and and in my limited experience, usually like a younger woman yeah. visiting professor, yeah. and we'll get back to that issue in, uh-huh. in a minute, but um, but my this year it was me, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think they decided like early on I didn't. I had no idea. Huh. Um, and there was an interesting dynamic in that group, and I didn't quite detect it. And if mm-hmm. I had known about it, I probably could have called on people in a different way or shaped in a different way. But I really feel like once you lose them, once there's a narrative about um, whether a class is a good class or not, right. because, again, we are a subject where there aren't like objective standards of mm-hmm. correctness mm-hmm. and um, and good benchmarks for knowing whether something is right or wrong, it's so easy to be 
more kind of lazily evaluative mm-hmm. about right. the worth of things, but right? And that extends to yeah. Given that humans are so masterful with virtually no effort at making every bit of evidence conform to Whatever the theory of the is. thing yeah. that they think it is, right? right? Yeah. So everything is exactly. evidence that you're weak or bad or not right. smart or or whatever whatever the complaint might be, right? right? Whereas if they're on your side and because yeah. fundamentally they think you're on their side, um, everything will be evidence mm-hmm. that you're great, yeah. actually. Like the very right. same sentences That's you exactly can like right. show videotape and yeah. do, like set up a yeah. psych experiment, exactly. do videotape and the people who like it would be like, oh, well, you know, that shows that he's, you know, really candid yeah. about his own limitations. Yeah. Someone else would say mm-hmm. that shows he doesn't know what he's talking about and he's a jerk and a exactly. loser and I shouldn't be in his classroom. Yeah. So it's just you make everything line up with what you think. Yeah. Right? And I don't want just as a, I, I don't want to gainsay that, you know, the fact that it may well be that I sucked that year. <laughs> You know, that I did, I was particularly, my performance was particularly poor. And I did change things the next year in response to limitations that I found that year. Although what I did that year had worked in other years. And the changes I made were, I think, good ones, but they weren't like dramatic. You can't be that different, right? Like, I, I mean, I went from one year having reviews that said, like, she is the worst professor. I mean, like, just horrible, horrible reviews. Like, she looks like a deer caught in the head. I mean, some of these things are, Still steered in my brain. Of course. To the next year being voted professor of the year, right? right. Like, the, yeah. she's my role model. And not, and not I just want most you improved. Just like her. No, no, no. Like, a totally new class of one right. else voted me professor of the year, not knowing what that, that, that last yeah, class yeah. thought I was their worst professor ever. So, so I, it is, I mean, I could not have gotten that much different. Of, I can't, I couldn't have become that much different of a right. person, right? You don't go from being totally clueless to being a role model. But certainly, right? and certainly the substance of what you right. trans, uh, what you transmitted to them. Right. Could not have been that, that different. different. Right. So it's yeah. the psychology of it the is. thing. And, w- and like, and I, it feeds off of each other. But, I, but mm-hmm. an, another thing I wanted to get out early in the conversation about, you know, you know my own experience there is that. Um, and there are, you know, people I've talked to who have kind of created a narrative about, well, you know, you know, you had a period of adjustment when you mm-hmm. came here. Maybe you learned something. I actually don't think that's yeah. right. I think that mm-hmm. I do a number of things which are different than some of my other colleagues yeah. and maybe stick out a little bit like a sore thumb in some ways. Mm-hmm. And if you are on the edge of things, yeah. um, every now and then you're going to get a class that hates you. Yeah. And and if if you don't, if, you, if you're pushing hard, that's going to happen every now and then. And hopefully you can kind of see it better than I can and kind of correct. Yeah. And again, it's only been, I've been blessed. It's mm-hmm. only been one class in, I don't know how many years now, too many yeah. years. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, good. That's but, great. Well, but, you know, it, yeah. but it could have been two, it could have been three. I think yeah. a lot of this is somewhat mm-hmm. random. It's about these small mm-hmm. variations about whether influential people in the class talk yeah. to the other people in the class that's and right. people develop a narrative about mm-hmm. whether this is, this kind of weird style is actually helpful or right. is a bunch of BS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that can easily go. It's like, you know, the yeah. pebble in the river that can change the course of things. Right. Um, and so, like I'm totally open to the fact that I'm doing things which have worked for me in the past and I'm constantly trying to think of new and better ways to do things but you know eventually I'm going to get another class that hates me it's just yeah. Yeah. because that's because yeah. of the group psychology yeah. and so it sounds like you've had two and and yeah. you'll probably have three and yeah. that doesn't no, mean you're doing I'll anything wrong in a way year. right yeah and so but I did I mean I I I do think there's um and 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 this is where this is where I I mean, I've had this feeling in um, sort of um, uh, conferences as well. Personally, a lot of times, and and I do this to other women of color, so I so I'm, I'm calling myself out on this. But I think sometimes there's this presumption of incompetence, you know. Yeah. And this has obviously been studied, and so that's something that I'm always trying to overcome. Like I walk into a room, and there's this narrative that I that it 
it's less and less, you know, as time goes on, but that she doesn't know anything, right? Less and less only because right. now I'm more, a little bit more senior. I've got a few more notches on, on my belt or whatever. But, you know, at first it's, you know, I was hearing things in the hallway like, oh, she only got that job because she's a minority and they really wanted a woman minority. And it, and it yeah. may have been true at the school I was at, but, <laughs> you know, it didn't mean that I was, didn't, you know, deserve to be there. And so there was this, this. It means they got you in spite of their best, in, uh, in spite of their worst intentions. Yeah, right. Like, so it was, you know, there was this, once there's that narrative, then, then there, it, it kind of sticks to you. And so there's, there's this, even when I go to conferences sometimes, like I feel like before I speak, um, and, and, you know, I can sort of substantively, you know, lay my claim. People, I think there's this presumption that you're not going to be that smart, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm a white male. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be more mainstream and have all mm-hmm. kinds of advantages that I couldn't catalog, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. A lot of times I feel kind of crappy about that, but you know, it, not you that, you know, not, yeah. well, mm-hmm. but you well, know, not, not yeah. in an unhealthy way, yeah. but like it, you know, there are a lot of undeserved, like, but this is true of almost everybody. Sure. Like we all have undeserved status Absolutely. traits, which determine our successes mm-hmm. or failures. Mm-hmm. And we can work hard and try to, you know, surmount the obstacles that we have, but I've got a lot of you know, undeserved, uh, positive status mm-hmm. traits and mm-hmm. some of them are socially created and some of them are just, you know. I had I was born with a mind to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh was born with a lot of mental defects too, but you know, yeah. you know there are yeah. all these things which we don't really deserve and right. I think it's it's useful to remind oneself of, of that fact. Right. Uh both the positive uh and the negative. But it's interesting because when I read your piece last year, like all the suggestions you have. Mm-hmm. I almost channeled like you the year before where in a lot of ways I recoil against it, right? Uh-huh. This the just the uh, the inauthenticity yeah. of it, right? Like yeah. you wanted, to, like w- I'm here in this room yeah. because I, not because I know everything, but because I know some things that mm-hmm. you would do well to learn if right. you're interested in the kinds of things I'm interested in, and I can teach you those things. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know, right? And yeah. and that's how I do approach classes. Um, but I'm totally aware that I have this kind of. I don't even want to say I have a presumption of competence because <laughs> I, think well, yeah. I think I have a lot of students who presume I'm incompetent, but, um, <laughs> but, but I'm totally aware of that, of that yeah. just social fact that yeah. because right. of my uh, gender and race, there is a, there is at the margin a presumption and I don't even want to, you know, it may be more than at the margin, but there's a presumption of, uh-huh. of competence there. Um, but I'm interested in the, so I, I, you know, I, like I said, I recoiled against yeah. it, but I totally get why that was a key strategy for you. I've got a little theory about like why I think it's useful, but I, but yeah. did you, I mean, I could yeah. hear you like fighting with yourself, but yeah, ultimately you decided really I need to do a good job look, here. I, yeah, yeah. Like I came, I come from a family that, that was like against discipline. I mean, my parents are these like socialists, like, and, 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 such socialists to the core that they don't have like they weren't authoritarian at the house like when we made a decision to buy a car we all got to vote right we we all decided we went to the car lot we picked the car like my parents just didn't exert this kind but of you, authority. you did pay money for the car no, you didn't exchange paid, potatoes and stuff it. like yeah, this right? yeah, yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> okay. no, no no it was in america so that wasn't okay, gonna go right. um but you know like they just don't they are very anti-authoritarian um and i consequently grew up i don't like authority i don't I don't like um, people telling me what to do or presuming that they're better than me. And that has obviously given me a lot of mental defects. I've had to learn (laughs) to like, you know, but um, I certainly wasn't going to go into the classroom and like, 
you know, pound my fist and like make people, you know, uh, feel bad for not being prepared or even cold calling was very, I did yeah. not like it. Did so they cold call at your law it. school? Um, at NYU, some did, some didn't. Yeah, my law school, no one. Yeah. I had one, but it was predictable. Yeah, NYU was a really, I mean, it's a liberal place. And so a lot <clears> of the <throat> professors don't like that either, right? So I didn't cold call my first year. Um, it, but it just, it didn't work for me. And I had a conversation with another, one of our senior colleagues, an uh, older man. And he said, um, basically, like, I don't agree with you on this because you got to come in. And I sit in the back. I, I think you were there when we had this discussion, maybe. Um, he said, I sit in the back and I like this egalitarian classroom. And my thought was, look, you have power to give away. Right. right, right. You walk in there with this power, and if you give it away, you're generous. Right. They love you for it because you're, you're, you know, um, you can give something that they've already given you. Right. If you come in the room without power and without that authority, you can't give it away. And, and yeah. when you're trying to, it looks weak. You know, right. When students were saying things that were wrong, and I was working with them, it looked like I was confused, and or it mm. looks like I was not. You know, um, you, you know, played into the tangents. doubts they had about your competence. Exactly, exactly. So when I was when I thought I was being having a democratic classroom and engaging everyone and trying to get to the right outcome, they thought that I didn't actually know what I was talking about because I didn't come down and say, "No, you're wrong. This is the right answer." And the great irony is that. Um, is that they were right that there was a lot of ignorance there, right. <laughs> but it was their own ignorance about what right. about not, not what about the subject, to, yeah. but about what they needed to learn. They didn't right. know what they needed to learn, right? right. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and it's also yeah, yeah. it's an amazing, um, mm -hmm. in a way, it's amazingly contemptuous of everyone else in the institution because what they're effectively saying is, I think every gatekeeper who played any role in getting Professor Barada on to be the person right. who's standing at the front of the room yeah. today completely blew it yeah. <laughs> and didn't know what they were doing and chose the yeah. wrong person and what the heck and I you actually know, which one of my crazy. reviewers one of my reviewers actually articulated that. They said, I don't blame Professor Barada on for the disaster of this class. I blame this institution <laughs> for hiring someone like her. And, and so rather than, what's amazing about that is rather than stopping and thinking, wow, you know, maybe, maybe I'm the one out of step, not everyone yeah. else in this parade. Right, right. right. Maybe it's me who's having the weird perception. It, 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 no, it's, it's like, no, it's, I blame see, all these, but, I blame all these 50 people. Right. No, but they, but yeah. they are, you know, they are bolstered in that opinion. By everybody else right. in the classroom. And that's yes. why I say you, either, you, you either win or you yes. lose big, right? Yeah. Because of this dynamic. And, and I think it would be useful for students to get that. Like, you know, maybe there's some students listening, right? To, right. That, yeah. that, you know, yeah. and I've observed this. This is what happens. Students mm -hmm. all think one way or they all think the other way. And not, not completely. I don't mm -hmm. want to oversell it too much. But um, there's a lot of groupthink that goes on. Yeah. And a lot of what? You, a lot of group think that goes on. Mm, you kind yeah. of understand that. I mean, the nature of law school and right. yeah. get into that a little and bit. One L in particular is very intense pressure cooker environment that, that encourages that group. They thing. are. And they're working off of each other. And this is what was happening in that classroom. There was a couple of, I mean, it was a predominantly male classroom. So it was like 80, 20 or something mm. ridiculous like that. Whoa. And a lot of the That's leaders, amazing. yeah, a lot of the leaders were kind of like you're very, um, a little bit sexist. I should say, yeah. um, men and and they were talking to each other. I think they were trying to assert dominance in the classroom. But part of their sort of alpha dominance thing was to 
trip me up or show disrespect to me. And that's how they were trying to impress each other. You know, and this is, this is advice I got from a Harvard Business School professor that I put in there that, you know, she goes in Harvard Business School is this place, is this place of very, um, sort of, you know, type A or alpha, whatever you want to call it, um, men who, you know, part of it is to impress their classmates. And so when you get a woman in front of them, especially a young one, they, they, they go after her, right? Um, to play off of each other. And so, a little of that was happening and, mm. it, and it still happens. And this is what I stand by. And I think a lot of men are like, that's crazy. Like it's in your head. But every year I have one or two, it's usually guys, um, so far always been guys challenge me in the first two weeks of, I mean, these are one else, right? Yeah. One else who come in and it's a full on, like, like kind of like, um, I don't know if mansplaining is the right word, but. Mm. I don't think you're getting this quite right kind of comment. <laughs> and that's where, and that's where I said, like, at first I was like working with them and okay, well, tell me what you think about this. And once I was doing that, they won, you know, and, and, and I don't want to frame it this way because I don't see the world in this way. Well, you say, can I break in? Because you yeah, say, I want to, you please. gave four points that you, and, yeah. and, and I want to test out this idea I have about this uh, yeah. with you because, um, there's there are at least three of these points that again I kind of recoil against. Your mm-hmm. first point was you have to uh, assert that you're the alpha dog right away, and those yeah. are your words, yes, right? My words. This is uh, I I, I and can't. I don't think that way. I can't, I know life. you don't. Yeah. I, I know that you recoil <laughs> right. against that, right? Yes. Uh, and and I'm I can't read those words without thinking of um, Stephen Colbert's Alpha <laughs> Dog of the Week, but. Um, <laughs> And number two is and I don't. I said this all tongue in cheek, by the way, oh, but it didn't come off that way. I think. No, but I, but, but there's there's truth to it, yeah. right? I mean, uh, but, and, and and I think there's an important truth to it that I. Well, anyway, so yeah. uh, the second is don't underestimate the importance of body language. Yeah. This is like this BS about like power stances and things yes. like that. I say BS, but true. B- yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, yeah, we'll yeah. get into it. Um, the third was be strict. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um and and as you mentioned, this does not, not come naturally to you I at don't. all. Um. But this is, I, th- I think you mean strict as in not playing, you know, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not uh, laissez-faire with the rules. You yes. Know, not not exa- being, have, it, having rules, I should say. Having rules. Having and then, rules and, and enforcing them. Even And strictness in a way is about um, having rules and, and enforcing them because they are rules. Exactly. Right? Rather than right. thinking about whether the rule matches what right. is the just result right. in a particular situation. Right? Right. Um, right. Like you're not prepared. You know, you get something like a mark on a thing. And I actually still don't enforce rules. But I have rules. You know, people are going to yeah. listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Broadwan yeah. enforces all of her rules. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but n- number four is be kind. Like and that's like yeah. you, you, be strict and be kind. Right. You know that's the um, you know don't cross me, but I love you. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> it's parenting. It's good parenting. It's true right. because they that that's what I fundamentally believe. And 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 ninety percent of my teaching is I actually cannot teach effectively unless I truly love my students. Right, and, and I mean love in like that sense of. Not just like, but like I want, like I'm, I'm pulling for them. Like you said before, like I, I love you guys. Like I want you to do well, right? And when I have a class that I don't really like, it's hard. It's hard for me yeah. to get into it because it, you're giving so much of yourself. You're up there for 50 minutes. And for me, at least it's a very like, I'm like giving you this, right? Like this is like my, right. 
Like I'm passionate about this. You is that know? one and of I'm, the reasons that grading exams is so horrible? That's horrible. Because it's you're horrible like, because I don't it's think this means how much aren't aren't you just uh, like rooting for every exam exactly. and then it falls a little bit short. You know, please just give me something. It's just the, give it the yeah. worst. <laughs> yeah. The right. worst. Yes. Yeah. Except um, for that moment. Here's when it's well, it's terrible. But there is but that moment where the good there, exam. There's an exam <laughs> that becomes so bad, and I know you've heard me say this before. There's an exam that becomes so bad that I'm no longer in that mode. Yeah, like, you're like I'm like. Screw oh, all. Yeah. Instead, I'm like, you don't ever tell anyone you took this class. Not for me. Because if they, if you say that idea about patent law and then you say my name, oh my God, no. Not okay. Not acceptable. There, there's the exam that breaks you. It, you yeah. know, you're kind, you're kind, and then there's one exam you're like, Ugh. you know, like... Yeah, and most of those represent. You got to meet me halfway here, <laughs> but I still feel horrible because most of those exam, most of those exams in that category represent somebody's worst day. You uh, know, yes. one of their worst days, and or they're phoning it in, and that's what I choose well, to believe. Right? Yeah, that, that that would make it easier. Yeah, I think I that never. makes it easier for me than like they were struggling. They knew the stuff, they just couldn't get it on paper. Yeah. I choose to believe like you're the kid who was on ESPN the entire. Time. And that happens sometimes. Exactly. There are some students who decide to do. do that. Right. Sometimes it's because they don't really want to be in law school right. or they haven't figured out how to, like, what this means in their own life. And so they're not right. working very hard. All kinds of reasons. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those, those people exist. Yeah. I just don't want them telling anyone they took that class from me. <laughs> tell, tell them you took it from someone else. Because so, you're going to say some crazy ass thing about copyright so law. A lot of these- I don't want someone to think you learned it from me. <laughs> The first three of these things go together. Yeah. Like alpha dog, body language, and strictness, right? <laughs> yeah. And and all of these things you will say are like totally inauthentic totally. representations of your person, totally. but are authentic representations of what you want to do in the class because you care more about teaching them yeah. than you do about coming off any particular way, right? Yeah. And that's because that's your yeah. you see that as your mission, right? Yeah. And you have to succeed in that, right? Yeah. And it's funny. Here's the thing. I've had so many former students read that and write me and be like, but that is not at all how you are, right? Right. I think what this is, is things, because I'm not, like my students would never describe me as strict or alpha or I don't know what I said. Um, you're you're overcompensating I'm, for what would I'm otherwise just, be. <laughs> it, this is the mental, yeah, like, this is it. the sermon I'm telling myself because what I want to do is just like, you know, like tell jokes and be buddies with them and right. like in the inner dialogue is stand tall be strict like don't smile so much you know this is this is what you're reminding I yourself you have a job myself. to do exactly right you're reminding yeah and and after a little bit of that then i can after just a few days step of that back. when you relax they they attribute exactly. the relaxation to mastery to right. comfort right. instead of attributing it to once again Confusion. she doesn't know what she's doing exactly which is how it might come off exactly. if you've been relaxed to begin with that's exactly right that's exactly they don't even right. remember the first few days. They don't even remember. But those the first three weeks, they're honestly, they're scared of me, right? And then when I like, I'm me, right? Then they're like, oh, she's so much nicer than I thought she was. But they don't forget that like at one point, this class was like scary as crap, right? right? <laughs> right. And that stays with them. To. That stays with them, right. exactly. Whereas if you start nice and then you crack down, and this is Larissa Litsky says this, yeah. and this yeah, is yeah. valuable. It's very yeah. hard. You it's, start nice, there's no way back. This is number one on her list. It's, it's, the, no, it's like the top of the no hill. It's, you, you can roll things down a hill all day long. All day long. You can, it's very hard to roll them back up the hill. Totally. Well, one of the things you say in here is, uh, is about like 
well, like you mentioned, the, the, the usually guys, a couple of guys who will yeah. challenge you early on and the need to shut them down. And so it got me thinking, I think, you know, all the implicit bias studies that people do, right? Like if you do these things where like, we're all a little bit racist and mm-hmm. we're all a little bit sexist, or we all have these, whatever, pick your bias. Right. Like most of us have these to some degree right. or another. Um, most of us are ashamed of these when yeah. they're pointed out and try to think of ways to be less biased. Right. Um, but there are, let's, this is the PG version of the show. Okay. This is, you say it's after dark, but I'll, so I will say <laughs> in a class of a hundred people, what are the odds that there are no jerks? None. <laughs> Joe, what would you say? I mean, the you're an expert. That there are absolutely none. You're an expert in sociology and, and probability. What this are is, the odds that there are no jerks in a class of a hundred? This is law school we're talking about. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think there is no, I think there is zero probability. That right, there are going to be a couple of jerks. And and I say this, and, it's about what, it's and this about, is not an essential description. Go ahead. I was No, it's about it's about role and about look, context. Right. right. So I think I think most people, and youth. Most of the, I think 99% of people, 99% mm-hmm. of the time in a law school classroom wouldn't show the whiff of jerkiness because they know where they are they know who they are they know what they're trying to learn about a new profession mm-hmm. and so they focus on what they should focus on and it's all good right mm-hmm. right but there are some times when that breaks down but they're especially yeah. so it's young and yeah. as you point out in the th- and there are studies to back this up it's young men they're yeah. and i think i actually think it's not like it's not like all the men in the room are rooting for you to fail consciously no. they may all as we all do have some degree of implicit bias right yes. and that's the really you know, whether that can be overcome as the culture changes, I think that's actually, we've talked about before, I think one of the challenges of the 21st century, right, is yeah. the overcoming of that yeah. implicit bias, which manifests in all kinds of ways. But um, but in a large enough class, there are going to be some like people who really do are actively harboring a kind of aggressive bias, right? And so when I read what you wrote here, it made me think that what you're doing early is shutting down jerks. Right. And not people, again, it's not essentialist. No. I don't think they are... To their core jerks. Mm-hmm. Like these are young, usually yeah. very young people with very limited experience and yeah. they need to know yeah. that they don't, their categories that by yeah. which they understand the world are going to have to change, right? They're yeah. going to evolve over right. time as all of ours do, right? Yeah. I mean, um, but you know, their rigid classifications from, you know, wherever it is that they came from in life before yeah. they're going to meet new kinds of people. Right. And one and, of them is this professor who's going to shut you the hell down. Right. <laughs> and I think the culture shock only intensifies the way that they naturally i would i would do it too i'm sure i did do it because i was a 1l1 at one time right but the the way that you cling to the things that you know and feel mm-hmm. comfortable with when you're in the middle of so much that's changing yeah is right, even yeah. more intense yeah, yeah. right so if, yeah. so if you have this uh, bias that you're not as in touch with yeah. about you know women or non-white people or gay people or whatever, right? That might really kind of charge forward yeah. and you're not really even fully aware of it. Right. Yeah, especially when you haven't, you, you can't pick your own classes. Yeah. You've got a locker again. Right, it's right. like you're a freshman. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, it's I like mean, all yeah. these insecurities. And you emasculated a little bit, right? If right. You are yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, right? So I read this parenting book a while back that, you know, after you discipline your child, you have to like increase the love, right? Mm. Like you just like time out and then you like hug and kiss and whatever. So, so, this is this is what I do with those people, right? You know who they are. You shoot them down. And the shooting down, I think, is less about them than it is about everybody else. Like, right. this is, I am in charge, okay? I, I don't tolerate this kind of whatever it is, right? right. Um, but then, like, the next couple of times, like, you throw on, like, the love and kindness to that person. And afterwards, the thing is, like... Every time I've had this happen, the the two or three guys, and it's usually two or three and they're usually buddies, right? 
um, they they have ended up being um, like my RAs or yeah. my closest friends, like the ones that come and talk to me after class. And I don't know what that's all about, right? But but the, my going into it, I always think, look, I'm going to shut these guys down and I'll sacrifice. Like, I don't care if they hate me, but everyone else will get on board. Right. But it, it has not worked out that way. Like, it has worked out that those guys that I've shut down and I've done it harshly, right? Like, right. you're absolutely wrong. Like, you know, just really kind of like stuff I would never, ever say, but I know what's happening. and I know I've got to shut it down right. unequivocally, but they end up like we end up tight. And yeah. It's weird. Hmm. Well, it, I don't know. It's growth. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's growth, and and like I said, I, I, there's that's why I, to say you know it's a, it's shutting down a couple of jerks, but it's right. it's what it's really doing. I, I I think, and I could be wrong about this. I'm wrong. It, yeah. this, I say this in class too. There's another piece of this. I say I'm wrong about all kinds of things. Yeah, you know, just ask my family. Right. I'm wrong all the time. To, that, I say that to encourage them to talk because I, sure. in some ways I have the opposite problem. And again, it yeah. is a matter of privilege a little bit, but yeah. where. It's hard to get the students to disagree. Yeah. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I have another story about that, but it's hard to get them to yeah. disagree. And I want them to know that, like, I want them to feel more like we're in this together. Yeah. I know a bunch of things yeah. that you probably want to know. I know skills and things in this particular field. You know, mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. All bets are off. I probably have a lot to learn from you. But in yeah. this field, I've got yeah. some things I can teach you. Yeah. So, you know, let's journey together a little bit right. and, and do this. Right. Um, uh, but I, with those, you know, with those couple of students, I think it is, it's, it's saying that they're jerks is probably too, it's, you're trying to set, you're trying to strike down a certain kind of attitude, right? Yeah. It's a, it's the attitude, right? Exactly. I mean, it's like your kids, right? They like, you know, I'm sorry, I keep bringing it back to them, but that's like, obviously something that I'm always concerned with the kids is, yeah. is you know, there's, they're disrespectful. That, you, that was another bit of advice, not to talk about your don't kids. Talk you about didn't your you kids. didn't follow that advice. That would don't, have been number five, and you said, I'm no, not gonna follow that. I don't. I don't follow that. And the, and the dress, and that's a whole loaded issue. But I got advice like you never bring in your family and you dress in a pantsuit, a black pantsuit. If you're an untenured woman of color, I've gotten this advice from so many people. Mm. But when I dress in a black pantsuit, I feel like I'm dressing up my like my mom. Like I feel I never, like I'm, I never have dressed in a black pants suit. Well, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's but funny. it doesn't. That feels inauthentic to you in it's a way that you're willing not to. It's not who I am. You're so, not willing to do. So I'm yeah. willing to do some things that are against who I am, just for a little while. But I can't check my life at the door because then I think I'm not being authentic. Like Might as well said, be someone else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, um, like I said, I, uh, you get lots of advice when you're teaching in the first year. And, and one of, uh, um, Larissa's piece of advice was like, you're going to get lots of advice. Feel free not to take all of it. Um, and, and you do, I mean, you, you want to be you because Mm -hmm. after all, and and I tell this to the students too, like, you know, whether, whatever grades you get, however you do in law school, like when you get out of law school, all the things that make you, you, all these other things will kick in with a vengeance and you will like people are going to want those things because there's not just one kind of lawyer that we want in the world. Well, there's yeah. not one kind of professor that we want in the world, that's right? True. I mean, right, right. and I think that's great. Like, you know, it, it's great if students want to take more than one of your classes. And, right. and I, I like getting to know students like that. But it's also great that the law school is not full of me, right? right. That there are a bunch of really different kinds of uh, of, of people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so anyway, so you get lots of advice and some of it works for some teaching types mm-hmm. and not others. And um, But I, I do remember my... Um, before I taught my first class, and I was up at Fordham in, in New York at that point, and there's a, a, a cultural difference, obviously, but um, I was really 
at, you know, because when I taught in math, it was always, you know, just call me Christian, right? I didn't want to be called, certainly, you know, Mr. Turner, you know, or even Dr. Turner after doing the PhD. And so I I was like, well, you know, what do you think about first names? I kind of threw that out there. And and this, uh, I forget who it was. They said, you know, I think it's a really bad idea um, because the students, um, you know, they want to see some symmetry between what they call you and what they're called. And so you, and they want to be, they're going to be used in other classes to be called by their last name. And so the whole conversation was like, as if I had asked, is it okay to call the students by their first name? And I had not thought for a single second that I would not call the students <laughs> by their first names. I was asking about whether to have them call me by my first name. Oh, <laughs> so you, uh, that's interesting because you were working on the same symmetry. That's so funny. Exactly. But just on the other valence of that's that same funny. symmetry. Right. Yeah. And I, and, and, and I still, you know, would rather be called by my first name. Mm. I, I don't, but... That's but, one of the few. But I don't ask. Funny, yeah. That's one of the few things that I'm actually pretty militant. Uh, uh, yeah, to the don't contract. call me with my first. By my first name. I, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I just don't give a damn. And well, yeah. but but cool. but I but I do not. I never tell people what to call me. Yeah. Um. But I have not asked them to call me by my first name because I think I have colleagues who feel like you guys do, mm-hmm. and there seems to be some, there would be something. I'm still not. My mind's not completely made up on this in the long term. But yeah. um. But anyway, what you were going to say? Well, my what, experience what you at St. John's yeah. was. So my undergrad experience was that in in all of our classes, we all referred to one another by our surname. So not mm-hmm. just the professor, but other students. And since all the classes were taught in a sort of dis- roundtable yeah. discussion format, there was lots of referencing of each other. By the, I, had, I had classmates whose first names I did not know yeah. uh-huh. because I knew their last names. Right. And I wasn't close with them. And so I just couldn't remember their first name. Yeah. Uh, so it, it would never have occurred to me to address the students otherwise. When I was a young law professor, I, I have since, I think, drifted into sometimes referring to them by their first name. But um, but I feel a little weird about it, and I would rather remember their surname. And I, and I think if someone, I think if a student referred to me by my first name, I would absolutely not respond. Totally <laughs> use my surname. I, th- I would just, I, it, yeah, I would assume they're not talking to me. A lot of it is about culture. They could possibly be talking to me but, or they would call yeah, me by my name, which I, is Professor Miller. Exactly. Yeah. So they no. must be talking to someone else. You're just Joe. That's that's going to be the name of our spinoff. Just Joe. you, not to them. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because at my law school, all the, I, I'm sure it happened. I'm sure there were some classes, and I don't remember them, where they profs called the students by their last names. It just seems, in my memory, and I, again, you know about my memory, Joe. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's it's awful. My memory is that almost in almost every class, all the students were called by their first names. Wow. My my now my my uh, classmates, who a lot of whom are are teaching, maybe they're some of them were listening, and and they can correct me on this. But that's that's my memory. I also really like that when a student graduates. And they call me Professor Miller. I get yeah. to say, you know what? Exactly. You, call me Marissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. My name's Joe, and you can yeah. call me that now. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's like fun to share that with them. Like, no, yeah. you, you've become a different, you've now reached a different level of experience as a professional. Yeah. That's the other call thing. Me I mean, Joe. when um, I love that. I have the same sort of social media thing, right? Like, I let my students follow me on Twitter. They're mm. welcome to follow me on Twitter. Um, I cannot be friends with them on Facebook or Instagram while they're in my class. But afterwards, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I have right? the same rule. I do the yeah. same thing. And so by then, like if you're friends with them at that social media level, which is not 
tight, but you know, and I have levels of social media, right? But Instagram got, is tight. You've got 25,000 friends on Basically, Facebook. Basically, yeah. yeah. You, you and Dolly Lithwick are friends uh, with the entirety of Facebook. If you add so, the two together, yeah. Yeah. it's all oh, of Facebook. I'm sure that Venn diagram <laughs> is I, global. I, I would love to be friends with all of Dolly's friends. I have, I have, I have friends. That's, that, that, that's more than there are atoms in the universe. I, I think. It's one of those power things. I have to, <laughs> so, well, just her friends just seem very smart is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Um, but not that my friends aren't. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, in, re- in the real world, she's got to be friends with the likes of it's you and me, just, Joe. Whenever <laughs> there's, whenever there's like some sort of controversy, I end up unfriend or unfollowing like twenty five people. Right? Really? Like, yes. On because Twitter. Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Yes, because it ends up that people just say really terrible things and i have to unfriend them and that would be, <laughs> unfollow, and unfollow. that would be bad in the teacher student context obviously yeah. right there's some because yeah. like i talk occasionally politics on facebook right of course i do that on twitter too right but you know i uh, boy now I, it's increasingly but I, i'll post like family pics on facebook yeah. and stuff like that and that's the kind of thing where yeah i don't mind sharing right but also, if I'm friends with students on Facebook, sometimes students on Facebook share things that you wouldn't want right. to. Yeah, it just right. creates an awkward. So let's not do that until you graduate. Yeah. And then I basically have a rule if someone friends me, I friend them back, it, unless it's a spam yeah. account. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've don't stopped know. doing that. I'm, um, yeah, well, I'm, you have to because yeah. you have so many, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm unlikable enough that I'm, people don't ask me to be their friend on Facebook, <laughs> which is great. I mean, that's, it makes, I, I don't have this issue. I think no you have more friends yeah, than right. I do. I have very few. People don't ask I'm me that much. Even with my liberal rule, I still have like I'm, eleven friends. I'm talking about you. Like you probably current... have moved. You. You probably. The, what did, uh, um, I ascribe how many friends I have is I, I keep moving so much, right? So every time yeah. I move, mm. I have this new circle of connections, right? And living in New York is just so many people have cycled through my life that I actually am like physical friends with most of those people. It, it's just I like I don't have any friends. That, like I didn't grow up anywhere, right? So I have no like home friends. It's just. You keep moving. Uh, I hear you. People. I've moved a bunch too, and I think people are just glad to see the back of me to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be. True. Um, but so, so let's, can we circle back to the? Yes. I mean, there's all kinds of Sorry. stuff we could talk about. We're not going to talk forever. It's going to be a short show. It is. Okay. It's going to be a short show. Okay. Good night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, wait a minute. Why don't we go for another ten minutes? Okay. Go. Seventy minutes. You know, whatever. Um, that would make a short it, show. T- tell me what the tell me what the issue is with the last name first name thing. Like you described is, it like leveling up. Like I, I, what I experienced at St. John's was that it elevated the conversation mm-hmm. because it's atypical uh, when we're with our friends and we're talking about just friend stuff and everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't talk to each other that way, but in the classroom, when we did, mm-hmm. it kind of helped signal to us the classroom is a different place. Yeah. It's a more serious place. Mm-hmm. You have to listen better. You have to contribute better. It just raises the quality level because mm-hmm. it gets everyone's expectations consciously a bit reorganized. You and I like that. Well, maybe that's the role that my requiring everybody to wear a monocle serves in Indeed. my class. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. And, and my relentless twirling of my mustache is sort of also done, and is a bit sinister. Well. Tuxedo and cane. What were you going to say, Marissa? No, I think, I mean, I think it's the same thing. It's like a professional school. Um, you know, granted, we're all going to go to different work settings, but... You know, I, I sort of treat it as how, in the work, we act in the, the classroom how we would in the workplace, right? And so, you know, you're going to walk into court and they're going to call you Mr. or Miss or whatever. Yeah, sure. And also, I I don't, because I have such a close age gap and we all, you know, we all do sort of, we're doing the same stuff. Like I listen to the same music as my students. I, You know, 
we need i don't need them Wait, to what, be what do the kids listen to these days I, you know beyonce that's what i'm listening to okay. i don't know Farrell, no, you're Farrell. an old fogey no 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 um <laughs> but like you know like i don't want them to call me marissa yeah because it it because I, they because they will pronounce it wrong bad. They will well pronounce yeah it wrong. they're not like my last name's any better but um it will it's just awkward you know yeah. Um, in fact, I have a current student or RA now or um, a research assistant who I signed MB because my last name, I don't want to sign Professor Barada on and I don't want to sign Marissa, but I just signed MB to every all my emails that go nice. out. And he started referring to me as MB. Yeah. And that's kind of weird too. I'm not going to stop it, but it's like, I don't know. MB? Yeah. You know, so even when he sees me, hi, MB. Oh <laughs> yeah, so not okay. Yeah, not weird, not right? Okay. No. Like, like I was doing that shorthand on an email, but in real life, I don't know. Yeah, what is it about the phrase "Professor Barada" on that you don't understand? It's just <laughs> that a would hard. Be my it's question. a mouthful, I guess. But it's, yeah, it's I, hard. To not say. okay. I don't want the listeners to be hearing this and thinking that it's like you know. It, I don't hear you guys to be wanting, um, insisting on like last names and titles because you have an egocentric attachment to no. a status. No. Like no. everything and, and, and this this goes along completely with your post, right? Yeah. And that is that it it is about trying to do this job in exactly. uh, which is a difficult job right. in the best possible way that Absolutely. you can, right? Yes. And and, and, and both elevating of those, the finding ways to elevate the dialogue a little bit and to help them um to help them become more consciously aware of their new professional life. So yeah. I no, I don't want you to call me Joe. And by the way, I also don't want you to come up and blow your nose on my shirt. Exactly. I mean, it's like it's or tell like, me about your weekend. Whereas, if, or, yes. if we're good friends and you're in a crisis and you need to blow your nose on my shirt, I'm going to let you do yeah. it. Oh, really? That's a totally different right. thing. You've never right? told me that before. Have well, we not reached that? You now you know, we've right? Not, we've not or, reached you know, that. Level. Like talk about inappropriate things, right? I don't want them to get so uncomfortable that we're both in an awkward position come where on. they're telling me something that you know it's just not appropriate to be telling me. You know, and I worry yeah. about that stuff sometimes, yeah, of right? You have. You're to, in there, yeah. closed door with like a young man or woman, and you don't want the situation to get too comfortable because you worry right. what could get reported out, you know, or right. things like yeah, that. And so, and that was reflected you know, in, in um, Larissa's post too, right? That you have to remember that this relationship is one which will end in a certain kind of judgment, and right. the importance of that judgment in the run of things should not be overstated. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it is very important. That's the judgment of giving a grade, right? right. right. And the, so you have a certain response, you have a, yeah. a, a certain, I think, almost sacred responsibility to do your best to enhance their learning. Right. But you also have an, an a, 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 you know, an, a responsibility impartially and as best as you can to evaluate their performance. And that makes the relationship right. necessarily a little bit weird yeah. compared to normal relationships. And a little bit of social distance helps actually make it less weird. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that was her point too. And yeah. I, Again, though, I mean, and so I totally accept all that. I think in the end, I disagree in some fundamental ways. And I don't know, we're going to get, yeah, I don't, yeah, we, I don't have to, we don't have to have this whole argument right now. I don't even know if it's an argument because there's a lot that I agree with. And, and I would but, like to hear what you disagree with, though. That's well, I, um, I, th I think that I see the instrumental need for formality, mm -hmm. both to protect against some things from going off the rails and, uh, pedagogically, socially, uh, to elevate the discussion, right, for people to be aware this is a different context and to signal that, you know, in, in the same way that in a courtroom, the judge up on the dais and people wearing different kinds of clothes and acting in weird right. ways is meant to say there's a certain kind of discourse here which is going to go on, which is weird but necessary, Right. Um, I, I totally, I get that and I'm sympathetic to it. 
Um, on the other hand, artifice has very real costs. And I feel like in our profession, people are too, almost too readily discount the costs of mm. artifice, um, whether it's wearing the power suit, projecting power in different kinds of ways. Like, like everything, you got some of this pushback on your post too, right? And I think yeah. you recognize these costs, like being the alpha dog, as you yeah. refer to it. And I think it was, you know, you were a bit joking, right? The cost to it is that it reinforces this sense of yeah. hierarchy, right. which you need to enforce for those who think yeah. there's an equal and opposite hierarchy, right? Right, right, right. right. Just to kind of level the playing field in right. a way, right? But um, uh, so I get the I, I get the need for it, but I think yeah. our profession, you know, there, this gets back to what we said we weren't going to talk about at the beginning of the show. There's a lot of sadness in in the lawyerly profession. I mean, I think being a lawyer is much broader than being a litigator or even a, a, a deals person. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can do with a degree, um, but there is a lot of unhappiness in the profession, and there's a lot of um, kind of needless posturing and um, you know patterns of dominance and you know the, all kinds of things which might be reinforced by what we do in the classroom this sense of distance and um so I, it's not that i um think anybody's doing anything wrong um it's just that i would like to see a little bit more of the grad school mm-hmm. feel displace what you know when people even use the word like professional school what does it mean to be a professional um it's not that I, you know, recoil against it, but I think it comes along with a lot of baggage that we need, honestly, to assess a little bit better. Um, and and this is totally unworked out. I'm kind of just uh-huh. spouting off, you know, that, that's what the yeah. show basically is. But uh, yeah. um, and, and it's not that I want us to be a grad school, right? But a little bit more of that sense of um, shared mission of learning. And, and it's complicated because the students ultimately don't want to be us. Right, we're training them to do a different kind of role, and so it will never be the kind of thing where they're. Yeah, which makes it very unlike grad yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I agree that hierarchy for hierarchy's sake is a bunch of BS. If I if mm-hmm. I took you to be saying that, I, mm-hmm. let me take you to be saying that in order to agree with it, because mm-hmm. um, that's I, I agree with that. And, and if and I very much am not doing what I do. For that reason, I'm, I actually think it doesn't dehumanize people; it humanizes people to be able mm-hmm. to have, for example, gradations of relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like to me, although this, <laughs> we're raising, I'm raising 89 things. I'm not going to address. Let me address the 80. Let me address the 90. I already did right. 800. So right. you know what's <laughs> um, like to me. A, a nudist colony is about the least whoa, sexy. Whoa. It's about the least sexy place I can imagine, right? Because <laughs> yeah. like everyone's yeah. clothes are already off, so it's yeah. like, like <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, like, but it's all the mysteries gone, guys. Um, yeah. So it, like the, you can have these yeah. levels of relationship. Oh, you can God. have layers of right. like there's the time when we're being um, uh, and this other thing I linked to on Facebook today about politeness, which I thought was yeah, this wonderful I saw piece. That. Yeah, and it lets you distance means you get to be closer right whereas if everyone's immediately on top of each other all the time right like that means that's it right there is no other thing right, right? i have to say that i i hear that yeah. but yeah. i still experience lots of uh what i think of as a healthy kind of distance in in my classrooms um yeah and, and that's great you found a way that works yeah. for you to have that and yeah, i feel like i right. found that too and i think what what binds us together is that they can see and, and feel and know that we're what's motivating us to do it, mm-hmm. which is 
our care and interest in them. Yeah. And not an interest in ourselves. Right. Like they can detect that a mile away, like we can. But you know that in our in our profession, in law teaching, um, the justifications for some kinds of domineering behavior are you know, that the the line between the um, the uh, other interested version, the student interested version of that, and the egocentric version, yeah. or the this is the only way I know version, is a very wavering and distinct line, right? Yeah. And that's why you have to know who you are and what you're trying to do, right? I'm never confused as to what I'm doing, right? I, I, I don't enjoy power. It makes me uncomfortable, like physically. Like I get really annoyed when other when I feel it in other people, or if I ever do it. I I just am not tempted by that, right? right? It's not something that I default to. My default is total informality and sort of you know even subordination i'm like very like oh yeah yeah, you're right i'm very just you know so i know i know who i am and so i i don't worry about ever accumulating so much power and authority <laughs> that i'm shutting people down or silencing them because of my stature and power right so so i think you're gonna have to work on that before you're the head of the new postal banking yeah. system do you know what <laughs> actually my dream job is to be postmaster general is that so awesome because you get to be a master and a general <laughs> yeah. like i'm just gonna do you get, get like general? a do you, uniform we- and a hat <laughs> yeah. i don't care i don't right. care but i'm just gonna demand that you call me master well, the general. surgeon general gets called general so I you surely be you'd be general Mas- broader master general master, master general broader. Master General, nice. five that star. sounds a little sci-fi. I want yeah. like you know um, a regal. I want like red carpet. Anyway, yes. it's not a prestigious job, but I would make it so. Oh no! And yeah. by virtue of having there it. has been no there have been no women. Of course, no minorities. Nothing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No. Wow. It's been There's white never men. been a woman who's and a postmaster general. The postmaster general has existed scandal. like before, like. The president, like it's it's so far back. I mean, there's postmaster generals going back. This is, was it Benjamin Franklin, right? No, was, it, was he not? No, no pastor. Well, See, this, was, this is the state of my history yeah, knowledge. No, you would. No, you don't <laughs> Where's know. Where's Wikipedia when you know? I guarantee exactly. you, you have never heard of a single postmaster general. Like not one. You've never heard of one. You probably don't know the current one. And you don't that, care. No, that's definitely true. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Mm. And it's, so it's not a prestigious job. It's just one. I couldn't even think of a joke. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a job I want to have, but I think it would be awfully neat to have the job known as the Lord High Chancellor of something. <laughs> I just think I think See, that would be Lord pretty. Lord High, yes. Yeah, Lord High Chancellor. Chancellor yeah. Like any one of those three yes. is pretty spiffy. Exactly. But you put them all together, that's it's what I'm like, saying. wow. Master I, don't, I don't think I'm even supposed to look at you. And I See, know. now I'm supposed to. President, uh, President, now, Master General. It's now like, I'm having a bit of trouble believing that your interest in the hierarchy is completely non egocentric. <laughs> it's like uh, Lego movie. Feel free. The Lego movie. I like, I like Downton Abbey. What am I? What, what yeah. can I say? <laughs> they say Lord Business on President or President Business on yeah Lego movie. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Business. So I make my kids <laughs> call me President movie. Business. <laughs> Uh, what a, anyway. I, I don't, we're not going to be able to get to everything else. No. I mean, you went to the nudist colony thing, and I think that pretty much shut the show down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a vote, great vote analogy. For me. Vote for me for Postmaster General. I'm just kidding. It's not a vote. <laughs> <laughs> if it were an elected position, though, would you run? I would totally run. Just as a joke. Given how little I thought actually, about it, I can't imagine someone better. Right? Does the you? No, you actually have to be like... Um, you know, uh, CEO of yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a man. It's a big organization. We're joking right? about it, and the and whoever still, the postman, it's a hard job. It's the a person terrible is, job. It's well, hard, well, I mean, it's a hard right. <laughs> and terrific job. 
it, it's it's a job that anyone would be proud to have, but whoever has totally. it now, the person who we don't know who that is. Well, it's a, it's is, a bad it's a, job now. It's because, clearly a thankless job. Well, yeah, it's a bad <laughs> job now because you're a CEO of like a bankrupt organization that right. is under fire. So that's why I mean by... Uh, so the most important thing, I feel like I'm about to do the most important thing that's happened this evening. Oh, Thank you, Postmaster General. <laughs> you said it was thankless, and I've just thanked that thank person. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's no. It's just, and I really meant it. I relatively thank. Now we can only say that it's extremely thank deprived, <laughs> <laughs> rather than literally thankless. Right. But, all right. So, is there anything else we should say? You know, no. this this is our back to school episode. This is where you know uh, after this, people are going to be back in school. Now, let me just say this: in civilized places, they don't begin until after Labor Day. Fair point. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so we should have them call us by our first names until I, I'm not day. saying we're uncivilized. <laughs> I just think, you know, it, yeah. when you're having to run, you know, it, yeah. they're good energy reasons not yeah. to start until September. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, the energy costs. This, I read this one time really? and I'm sticking, and I'm sticking to it. versus heating or yeah, something? Yeah, well, yeah. In Georgia, do you, no, you just get point. enough people in the room. You don't even have to run the heat. It's freezing <laughs> cold in the building, though. They're not conserving any energy. They crack up the AC in, in as soon as people come in. You... No, no, he's talking, Here, she's, no she's talking about in August, now. right? Oh, right, right. They oh, yeah, crank it's not it up like they, so cold. Yeah, I have a heater like in my office. Yeah. yeah, if it were up to me. Now, I'm not saying if it were really up to me. Because if I, if I were in a position of power, I might have to think about the things that I say. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> but but, but imagine that I were Christian a person Turner. who did not think about things that I said. Shut the building down in July and August. Seriously. Shut it down. Seal it off. Put the you know you know yeah. with some insulation. Well, we did and do that this year, and we all that got, will get a little funky in there. Yeah, that's true. Nah, you can. You gotta have some air. You can change. do stuff with fans. You can do stuff with fans. Okay. But so, is there any? What, what's your biggest piece of advice now? Would you stick to this advice, Marissa? What advice? The advice that you gave in this uh, in in the Pros blog post. Um, I will stick to it, but it is definitely not anything that, uh, if you're not going through what I went through, you should do at all. But I have to say, I mean, people should read this and look at the comments because yeah. uh, although it does describe your personal journey in response to kind of a particular problem that you had, um, there were a lot, and especially people identified themselves as a woman yeah. of color. And oh my God, thank you for saying this. Yeah. Right? I got a lot of um, offline emails too, a lot of offline. I bet. Thank you. I've never um, been able to talk about this before, but I appreciate this, and I didn't want to go out myself. But here's my experience. Well, I mean, it, it was a totally off the top of my head. Did not realize it was going to be so controversial. But in retrospect, I should have kind of piece. <laughs> it yeah. was very much like I did it in like you know an hour. Um, anyway, um, my advice for teachers or for students? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Um, look, I mean. It is such a privilege to do to be involved in this institution of higher learning. Like mm-hmm. I, I literally every year I like pinch myself. I it is it is amazing. I mean, we were there to learn. Even right. me, like yeah, we yeah. as teachers, I learn so much in a year. I get to talk with these really interesting students. And the students, their minds are just, you see them. I mean, I see them when I teach first years go from, you know, barely learning how to like decipher a case, a holding right. in an opinion to just like immediately getting it. Right? It's awesome, like, you isn't lear- it? Yeah. You're learning a new language and it's it's the, the best part of my job is that first, that first month is very, I mean, it's anxiety filled for a lot of reasons, but it's also, I mean, you're holding their hands as they learn a, a whole new way of seeing the world and it's awesome. Which is helpful in all kinds of ways, right? It's yeah. not, it's you know what's really gratifying for me is to see them uh 
increase their ability to apprehend situations and really think about why you know why people are arguing right to un- it's about like developing empathy for all kinds of arguments they wouldn't have put their finger on instead of just right. thinking what well here's what i think done right, right. it's like here are like four different ways of thinking right. about why people why this is a social problem or why this is a dispute and to me that is like totally and they're not always aware of that increase in, sophistic- in sophistication because right. it's kind of gradual right. and you know i certainly can't put my finger on what point in law school i got to yeah. be decent at reading cases right. and understanding wh- what arguments were inbounds yeah. and out of bounds but it was you know it, it's it was training. awesome i mean it's it's amazing to to hear people who have not been trained in critical thinking analyze problems and i don't want to put people down but it's it is a skill that you we actually teach you know it's not right. we're not just sitting around talking about nothing we it, it's a way to analyze any idea i mean you you know you guys this is your show right you critically analyze all sorts of ideas because you know how to do this, right? Yeah. And you do it well, <laughs> right? And it's interesting and you have listeners because people enjoy that kind of banter. Um, and so, you know, it's, that's what we teach our students, essentially. Yeah. Well, I can't do better than that. You got anything else, Joe? Nope. <laughs> Come on. You don't have anything else? No, that was great. No bit of advice? Huh? No bit of advice? For who? Anybody. I think your advice to me is to shut the show down. That's not a no. That's a that's a request. That's not advice. Like, but okay, Re- don't go to nudist colonies. Is Joe's advice? Well, it's just got no sexy <laughs> with your with your potential. Uh, intriguingly partner. enough, I mean that's what the paradox. Is. I should have taken your advice like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs>